Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 113, The Key to Less Stress. So often now when I talk to women, they come to me because they are in constant state of overwhelm. Why? Well, many of those feelings of overwhelm come from the fact that their home is just in constant chaos. Things are not put away. There's clutter. They don't have a regular cleaning schedule. They haven't delegated many of the tasks of their cleaning schedule. Their children are undisciplined. And they feel like they go from urgent to urgent every moment of the day. And that causes overwhelm. Overwhelm is what stops us. Overwhelm causes us to procrastinate. I think that in the last couple of years now with COVID and virtual work and school, it's added to the chaos. But in reality, I do think that it's just simply magnified the existing problem in your home and in your life. If you didn't have an ordered home before COVID, chances are you either figured it out pretty quickly so it didn't really snow you under or you are completely snowed under and overwhelmed. I love this quote from St. Augustine. He says, the peace of all things is the tranquility of order. Order is the key to less stress. I want to talk to you today about two types of order, external order and interior order, and they are both dependent on each other. First, let's look at what challenges external order. Laziness, Activism, where we work without purpose. Perfectionism, where we expect it to be perfect or we don't do it. Or when a task is interrupted, when we don't go back to finish what we began. First, I want to talk about external order. External order requires an interior motivation. Before we buy into schedules, routines, and habits to keep order, we have to consider why. And if we don't understand the profound effect of order on our homes, our children, and ourselves, we won't be motivated to stick with the actions required to keep order. We have to know why. Why do we want order? We're looking for right motives, not encouraging an order-obsessive personality where the order supersedes the dignity of the people, but we want to create a balanced, harmonious home, ordered home free of stress and chaos, a home that serves us rather than a home we serve because of all the disorder, a home that is your sanctuary, free from the stresses of work, societal pressures and confrontations, and a place where children can relax and be at peace. If they go to school outside the home, school is hard. Peers are hard to deal with. Our home needs to be that warmth, like a big warm blanket that nurtures the mind, body, and soul. And it just can't if our home and our schedule is in a state of chaos. 
Order helps our daily life run smoother with less stress and overwhelm. Do you want less stress, overwhelm, and better disciplined children? Then commit to the outcome of order. Write it down and look at it every day so you know your why. And you'll be more motivated to do the work required on a daily basis to keep order. And with anything, the more you do it, the easier it becomes until it is second nature. And I wonder if by now you're thinking, oh, it's just overwhelming to even consider doing order because you think that keeping your home orderly will take hours and hours of work. Not true. It takes about 10, 15 minutes of doing particular things every day that once they're done every day, you get into the habit of doing them, they just come naturally. So many people create a goal to run 5Ks, half marathons, and marathons, and they achieve that goal. They only did it after training one day at a time, adding a little more distance each day. Keeping a clean and orderly home is the same. Perfection on the first day is just not going to happen. Just like you can't run 13.1 miles tomorrow, you're not going to have a perfect home tomorrow if you're just beginning the process. But if you commit to improving each day, you will achieve your goal. Something else that people say is, I'm just not an orderly person. Okay, don't make the mistake of thinking that you can't become something else. If that were the case, I would be up a creek because 37 years ago, when I got married, I was not patient. I grew up in a family with two older brothers, so they had their own room and I had my own room. I didn't need to learn to be patient with another person in my space, with me all the time, patient with the way they kept the room. I was on my own. So I wasn't able, actually, to develop patience because it didn't confront me. And then God, in his wisdom, gave me six children in eight years. That taught me patience. And then five years later, another one, (laughs) another child. And again, I learned more about patience. I think God brought us to homeschooling because he wanted me to learn patience. And I certainly did. And now I think people would describe me as a patient person. So if you think you're not an orderly person, I would challenge that. Challenge yourself. Challenge that thought. Instead, try the thought on, I can be an orderly person if I try. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you don't have enough time either to put order in your day. It isn't that we don't have enough time. It is that we lack order and don't use our time well. Or we think something simple will take too much time, so we don't do it at all. But in fact, if we set a timer and timed ourselves, we would be shocked at how little time it actually took. For instance, cleaning your sink before you go to bed at night, making sure all the food is smushed down into the garbage disposal and all the water stains are wiped off, all the dishes are put away. It literally takes less than a minute, probably less than 30 seconds. That's all. So don't fall victim to that thought, it's going to take too much time. It doesn't. And the more orderly you become, the easier it is to keep order. So that's our motivation, okay? Now I want to talk about order in the family. Proper order in the family would be God first, spouse second, 
children third, and then extended family, work, school, social activities, and sports. Now, you might say, wait a minute, I work eight hours a day. That should be first in my order. No, this isn't an order of time. It's an order of importance. It's true that we spend more time with work and school, but it is the mindset that we have and teach our children about where we place our priorities and the values we want to live. So when you say to your children, I'll be with you in 10 minutes, I need to do my prayer, they understand that God is more important right now to you than their need. It would be a disorder to say, I'll be with you in 10 minutes, I need to do my prayer, when a child comes to you crying with a split lip because his brother hit him with a toy. Obviously, you need to go and tend to your child first. And for those of us who don't have small children, we still order God first in front of our husbands, children, and friends. Again, with that right order. We can't be in church or pray all day long and ignore the needs of our husband and family. Husband comes first after God. So if you're an older woman who has children that are married and grandchildren, don't let your grandchildren and your married children have priority over your husband and his needs. You can help out, but in proper order. The next place to keep order is in the home. If you can establish good boundaries with food in the home, only in the kitchen, with respect for the furnishings in your home, and teaching your children that they need to respect the belongings of your home so they don't put muddy shoes on the couch, maybe they take off their shoes as soon as they come into the home, they use the things of the home properly, that's how you'll keep your home ordered and you'll also have the added benefit of teaching your children respect for their belongings. Toys need to be played with appropriately. They shouldn't take a plastic hammer from a toy and start banging it on the wall, creating a hole in the wall. That's not appropriate. Order within the toys. And if they can't play with the toy properly, then you need to take it from them until they have the maturity to play with it. Also keeping order in the way you store your toys. My daughter, Kathleen, created a great system. I, uh, a while ago, I went to her home while she was having a baby, and they, she has baskets for each of the toys. And for each basket, the children know what toys go in there. So for instance, one, one basket is dress-up clothes, one basket is musical instruments, one basket is baby toys. And so the children know which basket each of the toys go into, even down to her little guy who was like not even two yet. He knew where to put the specific toys. Now, for those of you who aren't orderly, you may think that's obsessive, but it's not. It's teaching order to your children from a very early age. And guess what? Those kids know then if they want something to play dress up with, they know which basket to go find it. That skill will translate into their bedroom where they have a bin of socks and a bin of underwear and they have a drawer of, of um, shirts and a drawer of pants. They know where to find things and they know where to put them back. Everything has a place and everything is in its place. Again, progress, not perfection. It's a daily struggle. 
especially when they're young, teaching them, nope, that doesn't go there. Go find the right basket for it. But actually, the children see it as a game. If you have a good mindset in how you approach it with them, if you get angry with them, or if it's a chore for you, they will absorb your mindset. So make it a game and be lighthearted about it. The next place in establishing order is in using your time well. Setting a firm but flexible schedule for the day helps us keep the important the priority rather than giving in to our whims of what we want to do. As soon as we give in to what we want to do, the things that really must be done don't get done. A schedule also teaches the children that their whims don't trump the important. They may want to watch TV after breakfast or read a book, but if they do, that makes them late for school. Having that clearly articulated schedule when they're young begins the habit that they need as they grow and become more independent. If you're still telling your teenager to get off PlayStation or TV or the phone because they have homework to do, it's because you have not established clear habits of order for them. It's never too late, and in fact, our obligation to instill good habits in our children requires us to intervene and train them as long as they're in our home. All right, so that's external order. Now I want to talk to you about interior order, and I want to show you how external order is dependent on interior order, and the piece of interior order comes from external order. So I love this quote from St. Jose Maria Escrivá. He says, the state of your closet is a reflection of the state of your soul. That's like a mic drop quote, isn't it? (laughs) Think about what your closet looks like. Now, as a matter of fact, my closet looks pretty good right now, but there have been many times in my life where my closet was a disaster. There were things in it that didn't belong, things that were too small or I never wore, I should have taken out, but they cluttered it up. There were shoes all over the place instead of nice and neat and orderly. There were hangers, extra hangers that didn't belong there. There were things that were like put on the shelf that should have been hung up. It was a mess. And truth be told, that was also my interior life. It wasn't ordered. Your interior order, consider it an order of your heart, your relationship with God, and your peace of soul and peace of mind. So what prevents interior order? First, pride. Pride in thinking that we don't need God or God can't help me or yeah, I'll figure it out myself. Guilt. We get so caught up in guilt that we actually get angry at ourselves. And so instead of having interior peace, we have interior anger. Worry or fear where we're constantly thinking about something and we churn it and churn it and churn it and we don't actually just process it by prayer and by feeling it and then letting it go. We hold on to it and that creates overwhelm in our interior life, in our brain, in our soul. So processing the feelings that come up but going deeper, having an interior order with God. 
That could include something that we call a plan of life. A plan of life is different for everybody. Everybody has their own plan of life. And basically, that's sort of your schedule with God. What are you going to do each day to stay connected with the source of peace, God? I'd like to offer some suggestions. First, a morning offering. As soon as you get up in the morning, tell God, I give you everything today. I give you my joys, my sorrows, my struggles, everything. And ask for his assistance. And then have what's called a presence of God, where you just think about God throughout the day where you call upon him if your child is crying and screaming and you say, Lord, help me to have patience as I deal with this child right now. Or as you look at that countertop that's a disaster because you haven't cleaned it up in days and days, God, give me the strength to do this. So having presence of God is just like having this interior um, source of steel and strength. Prayer taking 10, 15 minutes at least every day and just sitting with God, thanking him for all the blessings that he's given you. You know, we so often forget all the blessings. Our brain wants to focus on all that we don't have or all that makes us worried or everything, you know, that makes us unhappy, that we completely forget about all of the things that God has blessed us with, all the joys we have in our life, our children, our husband, our faith, our friends. So start prayer with thanking God and then ask him to help you through the day. Now, I like to take a book called In Conversation with God and it just has reflections for every day on scripture. And it's the gospel of the day. It has a reflection that is very practical in how I can um, incorporate the message from the gospel of the day. So we do need a little something in our prayer to keep us focused and praying for progress in virtues and in faith. There's always the Mass that we can go to every day as Catholics. So blessed to have that. Now, if you're a young mom with small children, it's hard to get to Mass every day, for sure. Try one day extra. You know, you have Sunday, but then try another day during the week. We also have so many other things. You can just take out the New Testament and read it for two to three minutes. And let it just sink in and say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me today? I find it so interesting when I do, what do they call it? Bible roulette, where you just open up the New Testament and see where your eyes fall. I love that. And honestly, I have found many times when I'm struggling with trust, God will show me exactly how to trust him. Or if I'm struggling with faith, or if I'm struggling with worry, or um, if I'm struggling with what he's called me to do in life. Open it up and you'd be amazed at how you find the answer there. Of course, it's the Holy Spirit. So paying attention to our interior order will keep us at peace. And when we are at peace interiorly, then we can affect peace outside of us externally. This week, I want you to look around and see what three to five things you need to do in your home every day to create a peaceful home. Be more aware of how you spend your time. And spend this week finding your why, writing it down, and committing to it. 
I had seven children, a husband and a dog, and have had my share of battling order. I get it. I want to help you create a peaceful home that nurtures love, joy, and the spirit of God without constantly picking up and cleaning all day. But I know after 37 years, it starts with interior order. From there, you will have the strength and the peace to run your home like a business, to be efficient, to be orderly, to be kind to your employees, aka your children, so they'll stick around and be happy, to be consistent, to have clear hours of work time. If you're not used to a schedule, or if your home and your life has gotten completely out of hand, steering the ship in a different direction will be tough, but you can do it if you have the thought of why. Why do you want to do it? Remember, progress, not perfection. If you're not sure where to start in creating order in your home, you can go to findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash home. And there you'll be able to download a PDF that has a schedule for cleaning and it will be a good beginning to help you create that external order. But don't forget, have that interior order first. Okay, don't forget, if you haven't put in a review on Apple, please, please, please do. If you find any help or support in any of the podcast episodes, I'd really appreciate it. It just tells Apple that, um, oh, this is something of importance. And so they will put it forward when people search for motherhood or, you know, any of the topics that go with any of my podcasts. So I'd be really grateful if you could leave me a review and I hope you have a great week. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.